This book. There's probably an Airbus flying from Santiago in Chile to Sao Paulo in Brazil, or from Chicago to San Francisco, or from Cape Town to Johannesburg. Approximately half of each of those planes is built in Britain. The wings are built in Broughton in North Wales, the undercarriages made in Gloucester. Many of the avionics are made by small businesses in the North and the Midlands. Under the wings are the best engines you will find anywhere in the world, made by Rolls-Royce in Derby. The Germans, the Spanish and the French all make a sizable contribution, but the bits that are important, the bits that get it up there, keep it up there and bring it safely down again, are all made in the UK. Our country has declined to such a state that is in serious need of fixing but we do have the framework on which to base our fight back. The most productive car plant in the whole of Europe, the second most productive in the world, is Nissan's plant in Sunderland. Where is the only place in Europe where Toyota is building its hybrid car? Berniston in Derbyshire. Not France, nor Germany, but in Britain. The UK is home to some 70% of the Formula One motor racing teams, the second most watched sport on earth. They're not here for the fun of it, but for the high-class engineering skills they find in Britain. Even Michael Schumacher's Mercedes is built in Northampton. We are a globally preferred place for food manufacture and export. The second biggest pharmaceutical company in the world, GlaxoSmithKline, is based in West London. Our creative industries generate thousands of millions of pounds in web design, textile design, books, film, art, theatre, architecture, advertising, consultant engineering. A British consulting engineer delivered the Bird's Nest Stadium at the 2008 Beijing Olympics and the water cube where all those swimming records were broken. A British architect designed the spectacular suspension bridge across the Tarn River Gorge in France. Of the top ten universities in the world, four are English, Cambridge, Oxford, University College and Imperial College, London. If you look at the top 100 universities in the world, the only country with more than us is America. Our higher education system is first class, a status achieved almost in spite of, rather than because of, ourselves. We don't celebrate what we're good at. We merely look inward and criticise all the time. We have ceased to believe that we do all this. The tragedy is that we have ceased to believe in ourselves. Here, business gets on the agenda merely through gloom or facile entertainment. Fifty redundancies at a manufacturer makes the headlines, not the fact that Jaguar has had one of its most successful quarters. At the height of the recession, it was so difficult, almost impossible, to get the nation's own broadcaster, the BBC, to cover the many good news business stories. The self-belief of the nation was debilitated again and again by the accurate but unbalanced constant drip, drip of bad news. Indeed, many small businesses told me that their only two good weeks in 2008 
were those when Obama's election and swine flu took the recession off the top slot on the ten o'clock news. And business gets a hostile handling from the TV entertainment media. In Coronation Street, EastEnders, and even The Archers, when a crook surfaces in a soap storyline, yes, he's a businessman. In another TV show, Alan Sugar gets out of his Rolls Royce and tells some unfortunates that you're fired. Which business in modern Britain is run like that? How simplistic and how damaging that is to society's expectations and understanding of essential wealth creation. But despite all our success, this nation is at a crossroads. We've come out of a severe recession, and with good, firm economic management, we will survive it. But the real poverty...